I met my next guest for the first time in his office. Years ago, I was the PR and marketing guy for the City of Farmington Department of Parks, Recreation, and Cultural Affairs, and I was on a mission. I needed to raise money for a new animal shelter, and I thought Marion Oil and Gas would be a great place to stop and ask. I was told that T. Greg, the owner, was a really nice guy. I pulled up to a beautiful building, entered a beautiful lobby, and asked to see Mr. Marion. I was a little nervous. I was ushered to his office. I knocked on his open door and stepped in. T. Greg looked across his office at me, immediately smiled the biggest smile, jumped out of his chair, and literally bound across his office to shake my hand. It was the most enthusiastic greeting I've ever received, and he didn't even know me. T. Greg Marion is one of the nicest and most generous people I've ever met. I've been back to his office many times. I've chatted with him at events around town. I've listened to him talk to groups, and every single time, he's just as nice. Today, I'm going to tax his busy schedule more than I ever have to talk about a brilliant program he and his foundation implemented in Farmington and ask him what's going on with the oil and gas industry. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in... Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. 505 Motorsports in Farmington is awesome. They sell vehicles of all makes and models, as well as four-wheelers, motorcycles, boats, RVs, and more. They even offer in-house financing and co-signment. If you want your vehicle to shine like a diamond inside and out... It doesn't get any better than Blue Diamond Auto Spa. From a quick and easy wash and go to a full detail, they're the best in Farmington. Give your vehicle a day at the spa. So we just picked you up from your very own building. That's right. Marion Oil and Gas. Yeah. It's a pretty building. Thank you. Yeah. We, uh, you know, my dad, my dad started the Marion Oil and Gas back in 1960. And... That was when he, he risked everything to drill the, the first well. And yeah. uh, fortunately, that first well worked out. And he spent his entire career leasing office space. A few years after he drilled that first well, he was actually, at the time, leasing office space uh, out of that little uh, building that is now Farmington Tire okay. at Apache and Municipal. Yeah. And uh, another gentleman was in that same building uh, leasing office space, and his name was Bob Bayless. <laughs> and yeah. uh, uh, my dad, Jay Gregg, and Bob uh, shared uh, the same secretary while they were utilizing that office space and they became friends and uh, ended up uh, partnering and uh, from the mid 60s to the early 80s uh, they were partners uh, and, and the operating entity was known as Marion and Bayless and they uh, drilled a, a bunch of wells and acquired a bunch of oil and gas properties during that time. Okay. And uh, uh, anyway, that was that was the beginnings of, of uh, what is now Marion Oil and Gas. Yeah. Um, and you took over in 92? I took over in 1992, right. My dad uh, turned the reins over to me 
So I've been running the company since then. So, but but now we're so we're officially a second generation company, and we're we're going on third generation. My son Ryan graduated from Colorado School of Mines in 2010 with a petroleum engineering degree, and uh, he worked for uh, about three or four years up in North Dakota okay. uh, for a company called Sand Gel, and he was doing very large Bakken. Bakken is a f- the formation uh, that's being developed up okay. there. Bakken uh, frack jobs is what he was doing. And uh, anyway, he, he came to uh, work for Marion Oil and Gas several years ago, and now we're we're in the transition right. stage. And, and he's working in different departments there at Marion Oil and Gas and, and getting ready to take So this kind of seems me. like... like uh, like remake, not not sequel. It seems kind of like remake of the same story, doesn't it? Yeah, it's uh, there are some similarities, but but uh, some differences as as well. Sure. Um, you know the 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 oil and gas business is very very different today than it was uh, when I started. Uh, oh yeah. The technology has come a long, long ways. Um, historically, we were drilling, you know, fairly inexpensive, shallow vertical wells. Right. And uh, today, most of the wells that are being drilled are, are horizontal wells right. with with multi-stage frack jobs applied to them. Uh, historically, we were drilling uh, conventional sandstone and limestone reservoirs uh, today we're developing shales Shale, right. and so it's uh, 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 it's a different ball game it's a much much more expensive capital intensive uh, ball game that we're in right now. and uh, a bunch of ups and downs in there too we'll get we'll get to some of that okay but, but even I mean through all of the ups and downs that you and other companies like, like you, like yourself, have been going through, just in the industry, you know, in the economy, um, you guys, uh, Marin Oil and Gas is an amazing, um, an amazing neighbor in Farmington. Amazing, not neighbor. I mean, you hear so, but you guys are so generous with, with your your time and funding and things like that for 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 organizations and things that that kind of need a little help and yeah and all that uh is that is that kind of part of your mission and, and it, it absolutely yeah. is part of our mission uh, uh we uh love giving back to the community and uh we're fortunate uh, enough to be able to give back to the community, both both in the time uh, that we spend participating in um, local organizations and local efforts. Um, but yeah, we love we love uh, uh, having the opportunity to give back to the community, and it makes life fun. I mean, I, I approached I approached you. Um, several times with things I was doing with parks and recreation, the animal shelter and, right. and things of that nature. Uh, but you guys are, you guys, uh, 
what is it called? Is it FACE? We started, we started the FACE program. Yeah. That stands for uh, Financial Aid and College Entrance. Okay. And uh, a, a friend of mine that I went to college with started a similar program up in Denver, Colorado. And I was amazed when we talked to him about it. He was... He was making a big splash up there in, in the Denver area with his efforts, and yeah. uh, we'll order coffee and I'll tell you about okay. it. Okay. Yeah, that's really cute. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Doing great. How are you guys? Good. Um, do you, what would you like? I'm going to do a 16-ounce latte okay. with... Uh, two pumps of caramel. Okay. Would you like that hot or iced? Hot. Hot. Uh, 16 ounce caramel latte with two pumps. And uh, mocha. And a mocha. Yeah, no whipped cream in case you put that on there. Okay. Yeah, no whipped cream for me either. Alright. Thanks. Alright, thank you All guys right. so much for coming. Alright, see you later. Alright, see you later. Okay. Okay, so you're so, the face program. So the FACE program, so uh, my friend up in Denver started a similar program. When I met with him, he, he talked about uh, how good of a job they were doing in getting more graduating seniors to go on to college. Right. And how they were able to provide them with all kinds of, of scholarship money. Okay. And uh, so I said, well, what what's the secret? You know, what's the secret sauce that yeah. you're using? And uh, he said, the secret sauce is to get an advisor uh, in each high school that does nothing but work with the students right. on their college applications and scholarship applications. Okay. And, uh, uh, and, I, and I said, well, wait a minute. Um, you know, I, I think we already have, like, counselors or advisors at the high schools that, that do that. And he said, no, no, no. Um, that's all they can do. That's, right. That's all they can do. And so we looked into it, and sure enough, there were advisors at the high schools that, that, that did that, but most of their time was pulled away doing all of the other stuff uh, that, that right. uh, they're required to do. And and so we decided to do that, and so uh, we... we uh, agreed to fund putting advisors at both Farmington High School and Piedra Vista okay. um, for at least five years and and to give it a to give it a try. And it was amazing. The 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 very first year that we had advisors in, in each of the uh, two high schools 
the amount of scholarship money that they were able to raise for the students uh, went from, you know, the previous year where they had helped the students raise, you know, maybe a million or two right. uh, in scholarships to, you know, this the first year they, they raised maybe eight or ten million. Uh, wow. And so there's what we found was there's lots of money available uh, to help uh, students go on to get a, a, a college degree. Right. Um, but you need the ability uh, to work through the system and all the paperwork yeah. and all that stuff yeah. <laughs> and, and make it happen. And right. that's what those advisors do. Okay. And, and, and uh, we saw a, a significant increase in the number of students that actually went on uh, post high school to pursue a college education as well and again applying exactly. their to college is a complicated it, process it kind of is and, yeah. and if you you come from a family who whose parents never went to college they haven't been through that process mm -hmm. and they don't know how to direct exactly. their their kids uh, to do that and so um, that's what the program's all about, um, and and those those face advisors are are what what make it happen, and and they are the ones that year after year have have been able to get more and more students going to college, uh, and 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 getting the financial aid right. uh, that they need to you know to to make it happen. So that's kind of amazing. I mean, a lot of people kind of fund scholarships and things like that, you know, and so, um, it, which is helpful. Yeah. So yeah, you can fund a scholarship yes, or you can pay the salaries of some experts that will help you get many more scholarships. That's exactly that's right. I'm glad you picked point. up on that. That's, yeah. That is what's called leverage. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what we often look for uh, when we make gifts out of our foundation we try to figure out ways to leverage our donation right and there's lots of ways to do that there's matches and this and that sure. and the other thing but in this particular case you're right it was uh, the money for scholarships is already available uh, we needed the, the face advisors to help the students access that money. yeah and, and that so is, uh, that is brilliant. Yeah, it turned out <laughs> it turned out to be wildly successful, and uh, and now uh, we are in a transition phase. So we funded the face program, and we continue to fund it. Um, but slowly but surely, we are turning uh, that program uh, over over to the schools and their. Um, they're they're going to supply more and more of the funding to keep those advisors right. in place. Oh, and, that's uh, awesome. Uh, so, anyway, it it is a that was one of the more interesting and successful things we've been able to participate in. On so on community. Okay. Um, there's there. This is a complicated place. <laughs> yeah. that, we, that we live in, um, especially nowadays, it has become complicated because this town grew up on oil and gas, right? And um, 
and not just oil and gas, but that was the major driver is oil and gas. And then, of course, you toss in coal and that kind of thing. So basically, extractive industries is what what's kind of our deal here. And that generates, or when it's peaking, generates a ton of tax revenue and, and that, that kind of thing. So that is kind of how this city has has grown and then support services and all, all kinds of things have grown up around it in order to support that and I think to the point now to where those things have kind of overgrown just supporting oil and gas now we're supporting kind of a retail industry and a service industry you know um, the, a need retail need and a service need and and that kind of thing for an entire region and um and we've had these ups and downs with oil and gas, and um, we're not during the downs. We're not getting the tax revenue that we need because the retail right. industry and the service industry do not <laughs> generate the same kind of tax revenue right. as right. the as the oil and gas industry does. So that's kind of the complicated strangeness of this. That yeah, there are a ton of people around and working and shopping. Um, but we're hurting for tax dollars. Right. It's a weird, weird thing. Right. So, well, and that's so, one of the, the things that's near and dear to my heart. And, and uh, when I list the uh, my hobbies, uh, one of my hobbies is economic development. Yeah. And, uh, and I know you visited with Tom Taylor yeah. uh, about that, but... So, so with that, I mean, what's kind of been going on with, um, with, with oil and gas, with the ener- in energy industry, um, locally and, and nationally? That's actually very interesting as well. Um, locally, what's going on is we've we've completely shuffled the deck as far as the employers that we have here right. in Farmington. And so yeah. Hillcorp came in uh-huh. and they bought out ConocoPhillips and they bought out XTO. Right. And they now operate about half of the wells in the San Juan Basin. We wow. we have about 23,000 wells in the yeah. San Juan Basin. Hillcorp operates about half of them and they produce about half the natural gas that comes out of the San Juan Basin. Wow. We, we produce about a trillion cubic feet a year out yeah. of the San Juan Basin and uh, and so and and so Hillcorp's the, the the big player now. Right. Um, Enduring uh, bought out Chevron and WPX as oil assets, and so they're a big big player. Okay. Lagos, which is J. Paul right. McWilliams, they bought out WPX as gas assets, and they um, uh, bought out Energen, and so they're now a big player. Right. Um, there's a company called DJ Resources right. uh, that's come into the San Juan Basin, and so uh, the the players uh, that are now located here and doing business in the San Juan Basin are very very different than they were just a few short years ago. Yeah, we and, all got used to the same names, yeah, you yeah. know. And, and now it's it's all new names and a whole other environment. So. Right. And so 
Um, you'll see uh, right now we have six drilling rigs running. Um, that's about as many as we've had this entire year. Okay. And uh, a lot of the drilling uh, that we're doing now is horizontal drilling right. in, in the Mancus formation. And right now... And that's where the shale is. That's the right. shale. The Mancus is, is sh a shale. Um, it contains both oil and gas. Okay. Uh, oil is, is in the shallower southern part of the basin. The gas is in the deeper, more central part of the basin. Okay. And because natural gas prices are, are fairly low right now, they're... they're in July, they were two dollars and thirteen cents per MMBTU, so they're they're pretty low, and that means natural gas drilling projects are not all that attractive economically right, right now. But um, but oil projects are oil, you know. We're so the getting, price of oil has gone. The up. price of oil uh, in July, the San Juan Basin producers are receiving is around sixty dollars a barrel, and okay. that's that's a decent price, and we're seeing. Uh, a, a number of horizontal oil wells being drilled by Lagos, uh, Incana, uh, Enduring, and others. Okay. And, and uh, uh, I think you'll continue to see that for the remainder of the year. Um, and so the Mancus is is the is the big prize right now from a right. shale standpoint. And uh, as long as oil prices remain. Uh, decent. You're going to continue to see horizontal drilling in the oil leg of, of the Mancus formation. If natural gas prices increase, uh, you'll see considerable activity in sure. the deeper uh, natural gas portion right. of the Mancus. Okay. Um, and and nationally, uh, that's what's going on as well. I mean, this is a a, a smaller picture of what's going on right. nationally. Horizontal drilling in the shales, uh, oil is uh, the oil projects are the most economic right now. Uh, one of the hottest places on the planet right now is the Permian Basin, which is in right. southeast New Mexico right. and west Texas. Lots and lots of drilling rigs running down there. Lots and lots of activity going on right. down there. So there are lots of elements to this puzzle. You know, we we talk about it here locally, but. But uh, when you start looking at the factors, you know we've got we're, we've got Mexico as a player, we've got yeah. China as a player. Just in our conversation, right. but there are many more other players and factors in this thing yeah. that um, just make it kind of impossible to really predict, you know, with any degree of certainty what is going to happen or, or, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we. Uh, uh, I'm not an oil and gas price prognosticator, but my our, our, our energy lender is, and they've advised us that at least for the foreseeable future, you know, they don't see um, natural gas prices going going crazy. Right. And so we we're we're prepared and uh, to you know learn to operate our business uh, at prices of, around their current level. Sure. The oil and gas industry has done an amazing job at reducing the cost of drilling these horizontal wells. Yeah. And uh, uh, the first horizontal well that was drilled in the San Juan Basin was drilled by WPX in what was called the Rosa unit. And uh, 
and, and it was the first well, and there was a lot of testing that was being done, and and uh, and and because it was the first well, there was still a lot of learning uh, that was being done. Uh, but I, I believe it took 48 days to drill that first horizontal well yeah. uh, into the Mancus. Um, more recently, horizontal wells in the Mancus are only taking maybe six days. Right. That's how much better yeah. operators have gotten at the yeah. game. It's, wow. it's, it is it is mind-blowing. And and obviously, that, that uh, translates into, you know, a, a much, much, much reduced cost. Right. Looks like we're getting home. We are. All right. I know we 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 buzzed through an hour, man. I loved it. It was it was <laughs> thoroughly thoroughly enjoying, and I loved the coffee. And uh, what a fun way to do an interview, right? <laughs> well, it's it's uh, it's fun to just drive around and drink coffee and visit. It feels more like you're visiting than it is being interviewed. Yeah, sitting in the studio. And, yeah, this place is my studio. This is it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. So, man, always good to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. I know. It's well, great. Uh, it's uh, like I said when I saw your card on my desk. I thought I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know why you'd come by. Yeah. And uh, so I was excited when Connie told me that he's he's driving. Ken's Think Tank is a web series talk show recorded in video format and converted to audio for this podcast. Find all video and audio episodes at kensthinktank.com. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com